Good evening, ladies. You know what time it is. It's Tuesday morning. Last night, we just ingested three hours of the most exhilarating reality television on air. First, we started with The Bachelor, then we moved on to Vanderpump. What was your favorite? Can I get a pick? Just a quick pick? V-Pump or Batch? Um, Vanderpump, I think. Yeah, I'm shocked to say, but it was Vanderpump. Me too. This the was Bachelor the first episode drama of was exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I've been watching Vanderpump this season, I've been like in a coma, and this episode I woke up. Like so last week, we didn't even talk about it. Yeah, it was That's that bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. Should we start so, with? The Bachelor is in Denver this week. Which is amazing. I like the change of scenery. You know, I would love to go to Thailand and Vietnam and do all of that, <laughs> but I was kind of tired of the same themed date over and Beaches over. Beaches. And with just very unfamiliar, romance. like, things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was ready for something a little more tangible. Yeah. So we opened up on a vlog. Another vlog. Another vlog. A sad vlog. And he breaks down a serious math equation. <laughs> he keeps bringing up the fact that one girl said there are girls here that aren't ready for marriage. And that bummed me out. And then another girl said there was a girl here that wasn't ready for marriage. Then he repeats that and then he finishes it off with That makes, that makes three. three girls. It was like if he you're teaching just said. It's like teaching a kindergartner to count and being like one apple, yeah. two apple, three apple. Yeah. That makes three apples. Yeah. Like it was it was painful. But which apples here for the right reasons? Uh. So Let's painful. just jump to it. None of them, Colton, you dumb fuck. <laughs> They're all here to be Instagram models. Um, then we had a hot one-on-one date with Ben and Colton. Oh, I forgot about that bullshit. Talking it was about basically feelings. your standard, like, guest script. Yeah. Like, the end of yourself. season, old yeah. veteran Col- coming back to give the pep talk to a stranger. Yeah, very Colton odd. is just like I have all these concerns and all the and it's just like rattling off and we just like the camera cuts over to Ben who was just completely glazed over like be yourself not paying attention like yeah man everything you just said to me say it to them like yeah yeah that's all he said yeah, they right. didn't listen to, to a word, a word. Follow your heart. If they were like, Ben, repeat that back for the camera, he would not know what to say. He'd be like, walls up, walls down, journey, follow your heart, trust your gut, done. Yeah. This resort is so romantic. (laughs) 1-800-SANDALS. So Um, then, we're in Denver. Denver and Taysha. He's with Taysha. Who gets the one-on-one but Taysha? One of our front runners. Um... Yeah, so they're eating oysters, they're wine tasting, they have his dog with them. It's a rocking date. His dog was um, hanging on by the Yeah, not, I didn't want to be the person to say it, so thank you, Olivia. The dog has seen better days. Yeah. He's one of those black labs whose face is completely white. Yeah. It's hard to look at. <coughs> like, just sits there, tongue out, like... Yeah. yeah, it's hard like, to this look. This dog at. can't handle a wine tasting date. Okay, yeah, no. like the dog needs a no. bed. No, and the weirdest part to me then is all of a sudden we're in a meat market that appears to be a brewery. Yeah, it was like a one of those. It was a neat little place. It was like a locale. I feel like. Yeah, and they're drinking like pink sparkly champagne. There yeah, was like a which bar, was really weird. a market. He yeah. said, "Give me your." 
biggest tuna. Yeah, the best tuna, tuna. steaks. And then he declares to Taisha that he loves cooking. Yeah. Which like, <gasps> is shocking. I was like, okay, wait, we're going home after this? Like, yeah. I guess we have to take this raw tuna somewhere. Well, then he brings her back to what appears to wait, be his can actual I, home. Can I interrupt you for yes, just one second? Please. Because during the date, we did get a cut back to the hotel, which I just loved. This is a little foreshadowing. Cassie and Kaylin in bed. Yeah. Or as I'm going to refer them to, as them to, in this episode, Regina George and fucking Gretchen Wieners. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in bed like, hey, so remember when Colton said there are girls here that aren't ready? And they're like, yeah, yeah. That's not us, right? Right. Yeah. That's not us. Totally not us. And if anyone says that's us, they're fucking liars, right? <laughs> and like, their hair, both of their hair is like perfectly not done. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. So then we go back to the date with Tasha and Colton's like conveniently brings up Hey, you know when they said, all these girls have said, one, two, three, now, girls have said, there are girls here that aren't ready for marriage, aren't here for the right reasons. What do you think? And Taisha like, gears the fuck up. Well, first she's like, Colton, honestly, you know, I'm not here for the drama, and I'm not here to tattle, but let's go! (laughs) Yeah, it's like saying, it's like saying to someone, no offense, but you're ugly, and I hate every single trait about you. Yeah. But no yeah. offense. Like, no. I don't want to tell on her, and she seems great. Cassie and Kaylin! It's Kaylin and Cassie. Yeah. And they want to steal all of your money and kill your family. Which <laughs> I, I have, didn't want to be the one to tell you And I, I have like such you. a bone to pick with this approach, but not yet. Okay. okay. Well, he Ooh. starts crying because he's falling apart. Yeah, visibly upset. He's a poor little virgin. Like, do he doesn't know what's no going on. no idea what's going on. But do you guys believe Tasha? So basically she says, I, Colton, listen. Kaylin and Cassie, they have said that they are only here on The Bachelor to become famous, to meet the people in Bachelor Nation, to meet celebrities, to get invited to parties, and to possibly be The Bachelorette. So, do you guys think there's any I truth to this? I believe that that's how they feel I don't believe that that's what was said. Yeah. I think she's reading that from their personalities. I don't think that they were actually dumb enough to say that. Well, so that is my bone to pick, and I'm just going to jump right into it then. So that's not, I don't think that that conversation ever happened. I don't think that ever came out of Kaylin's mouth or Cassie's mouth. I think that after Katie left and he did his speech at the rose ceremony in Vietnam, Mm -hmm. I think that they all went back to the house and they said, who could he be talking about? And all the girls decided in the house that it was Kaylin and Cassie because Kaylin and Cassie seem fake. Yeah. And then when asked about it, Taysha decided that instead of just saying, we've caught a, like the girls in the house have talked and we feel like they're putting off a vibe that seems like those are the reasons why they were here. Taisha decided to say they have verbally said right. that that's how they feel. And that's and he not true. asked her, so she didn't even have to come forward with this and be the annoying girl. Like, I just have something to tell you. He asked her, so she could have been totally cool about it and been like, I honestly don't know, but this is what everyone else thinks. This is the general consensus. Take what you want from it. And he would have probably respected that a lot more. Now, yeah. He's going home to meet her family. Yeah. Knowing that she's, like, 
a fucking manipulator. Yeah, you didn't have to jump right to they said, because they didn't say. Yeah. It's just that entire thing to me, like, Taisha was one of my front runners, and now I'm just like, you yeah. are full of shit. Absolutely. She was my, like, sweetheart last week, and now I see her. I was seeing them as a couple in high school who, Taisha is like, the cheer captain, yeah. type A, homecoming queen, controlling, yeah. preppy bitch. Like nice to an annoying Who point. is, yeah, dating this dumb jock so she can control him. Like, that's yeah. the vibe I was getting, and it was so, like, icky. Like, she seems like she's smarter than him, and she's manipulating him, and he's buying it because... It's like Regina and Shane. Yeah, yeah. this is just Mean Girls yeah. in I, Denver. I hated that entire conversation. So then, next thing we know, she's in his apartment, in his bedroom, wearing his football jersey. What the fuck was that? that and was he was so like, oh, yeah. He's like, this is a glimpse into the future of when she'll take my last name because it's on her shirt right now. Like, he couldn't hide his little virgin boner. It was ridiculous. <laughs> he was like, oh, that looks nice. And then she turned around and it said Underwood. And she's like, Underwood, do you like it? And he just grabbed her and threw her onto the bed on top of her. Not so much, like, out of passion, but to, like, hide a boner. Yeah. Fully like, he torqued. fully had a boner just for, like, the admiration of Colton. Not, like, because he loves her, but because, like, I think like, he was, like, getting... A fan. He was, like, getting a hard-on about the fact that, like, that was his jersey. Yeah. yeah. He was, I like, don't think it was I so love much Underwood. Tasia. Yeah. I think it was like there's keep a hot talking girl in, that voice. in my bedroom wearing my jersey, like Absolutely. caveman barbaric shit. So yeah. next we're hitting the slopes, y'all. Oh yay! With little pretty princess Kaylin. Yeah. Regina George, or is she Gretchen Wieners? She's Regina George. I think she's Regina George, and Cassie so is actually. She was wearing a pink beanie Karen. with a pink pom pom. Yeah. She's Regina George. Regina She's a George. Fucking nightmare. Heads off to the slurps. Yeah. With Colton. Like, and they where s- are my pink sweatpants, everyone? <laughs> they Let's get it popping. I'm surprised she wasn't in a juicy pink terry cloth, like snowboarding. Terry jumpsuit. cloth in the snow. I'm surprised she didn't <laughs> match her eyeshadow to her beanie. Yeah. So she's fucking trying nerd. to snowboard, and listen, as a snowboarder, I was offended. She was wearing her leash. He specifically said lean back, and she just leaned immediately forward. Like, to me, the entire thing was just hard to watch. She was nervous. Mm. Well, you're taking me snowboarding for the first time in two months, and I'm probably going to And you're catching a glimpse of the patient's Yeah. Kaylee will be wearing that leash. (coughs) But I mean, also, great date. I will say Colton was a great instructor. Like, he did an amazing job, but... It's just an awkward first date on television. Yeah, awkward. any kind of physical activity where you have the potential to, like, fail really bad. Like, it's just not a good, like, date. And it becomes so, like, mentally frustrating for the person that doesn't know how to do it. Like, yeah. that's not fun. Like, if you have to call it a date still, if you're not just, like, in a relationship doing something yeah. new, like, then it's too soon. Yeah. Like, it should not be called a date. It should be called snowboarding with your boyfriend. Yeah. And then, next thing you know, he's taking her up to the little bar at the peak, which is the most beautiful place in the entire world, literally. And they didn't show any of that, but then they're sitting there and he decides to drop a bomb. Yeah. Yeah, he decides to tell her, 
listen, Tasha told me you were a fake bitch and you want to be the next Bachelorette. And she was like, who, me? Yeah, she literally said, who, me? Yeah. Me? That's yeah. crazy. Um, and then she She became, couldn't shed a tear. She was like, fuck. Fuck this. I fucking hate this shit. Like, she didn't, I didn't, I couldn't read her response. I couldn't read if she was just pissed she was off caught. and she was like over it and like, these people are manipulative, the producers are manipulative, these girls are manipulative, fuck this, I want to be home. Or if she was like, fuck, I was caught, fuck, shit, I can't believe I said that. I think now she knows there's literally no chance for her to be the bachelorette. It yeah. was like, She just oh, kept saying fuck. fuck. See, that's how I feel. I'm honestly, I can't, I'm so torn between thinking like she's just guilty as shit and knew she was caught. But then the other part of me is like, if I put myself in that situation, knowing that that conversation probably didn't happen, if I was Kaylin, I would be so just like angry and fed up with the entire show and the girls. And I would just be like, I'd almost be like mad at Colton for being so dumb that I, I might react that way too. I have but this no is idea. the second time that someone has had something to say about her not being genuine and her not being like there for the right reasons. I don't think that that's a coincidence. Yeah. You can't really watch like, you watch the wheels in her head, like, stop turning and yeah. start short-circuiting when she's confronted with something. Yeah. It's like the pageant girl in her, like, doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And mm. she, like, can't express anything. Like, she doesn't move her face. She doesn't smile. She doesn't frown. Like, it's obviously Botox, but, like, force a tear. Yeah. Force a tear. Yeah. But, I mean, besides all of that, she prevails in the end, and he's like, Okay, you know what? I really am falling in love with you. Here's a rose. Well, he's well, a she, dumb fuck. She dropped an I'm falling in love with you to save her ass, and he's And she didn't even see the virgin. She looked at him with the most blank expression and goes, I just haven't really known how to tell you this, but I'm falling in love with you. Like, it would be like if you were on a first date and you had to tell the guy that you, like, shit your pants at the table. <laughs> like, that was the expression on her face. It was like, I just need to say. Like, it was I so weird to me. Falling. There was zero emotion behind that. And he was like, I know how she feels about me. I feel so good about her. Yeah. We're in the best place ever. I was like, oh my God, this little sucker. I just think leading up to this week, I genuinely didn't think that the fact that Colton was a virgin was really affecting the season that much. Obviously, it's all they talk about. But I didn't think it was affecting him. But after this episode, I think that when you're a virgin, you haven't unlocked, like, 40% of your feelings yet. Yeah. So I think he's just literally very naive he's and doesn't like know. emotionally underdeveloped. Yeah, exactly. Emotionally immature. Alright, so then we're just gonna hop straight into Hannah B's one-on-one. Oh, poor girl. She is meeting the parents, y'all. Oh, they didn't like her. So we got to meet Colton's mom, Colton's dad, and Colton's dad Yeezy season three beige long t-shirt. So let's just talk about let's just Colton's dad. Dive into the Colton's, Colton's dad. dad's a fox. So he's a dilf. Yeah. We'll start with that. Haley, do you want to talk about his shirt? Okay, the shirt, like, it was one of those, like, you know what I mean? Where it's like a tight t-shirt at the sleeves. It's and very like a tight. deep scoop. <laughs> It's like a deep scoop. Just like every douchebag like in raw South Tampa. Yeah, raw. It's like a raw oh, edge. raw. Like yeah. just cut with scissors. And yeah. then it's scoops down at the bottom and it's like a low semi-circle. Just picture anyone that has the haircut 
The and pompadour, hard part, fade, like bald fade haircut. What they would wear. Like the a shirt, beige shirt. The shirt with that they would jeans. wear. With white jeans. jeans? The shirt that they would put on with black jeans that have a rip at the knee and suede Taylor Chelsea boots. Yeah. And oh. suede Chelsea boots. It's that shirt. And no one told Colton's dad oh God, that that shirt is supposed to be like three sizes too big. Like you could see, or we could just burn you could every shirt nipple. that looks like you that. Yeah, you could see his fucking nipples. Yeah, it was so tight. And honestly, I just want to know: was it easy? I, I think it was, and the producers Probably. obviously squeezed him into it because Colton's dad like was fidgeting with it and like pressing yeah. it down and touching he, like, it. He like did not know <laughs> what to do with the shirt. He was like, "Do you want to talk, Colton?" But he was yoked. I will say, it was like dad yoked. Dad yoked. Yeah. yeah. So. Colton talks to his dad, and he keeps talking about his gut and how his gut's so great. Like it's a fucking like I thought it was probiotic that, that his dad was commenting on Colton's gut. He was like, "You know your yeah. gut, and you trust your gut. And your you gut have the is best good. gut, Colton." And Colton's like, "No, I know my gut." And it was like, "Activia." Yeah, <laughs> that was so wild. <laughs> my so gut, wild. And oh. then um, Colton's mom was like, you know, just reading off a just a script of questions she was handed and she seemed so unimpressed what are your feelings for him what where do you think this is going she seemed very annoyed to be on tv she did seem annoyed and she was just reading off these questions and hannah b answered all of them like i love him i like him i'll get married tomorrow this is awesome this is great i yes yeah she was in it and then they they say goodbye they're driving away and colton looks miserable and hannah just goes are you okay and he's like what he goes, are you okay? And he says, yep. I think, In silence. I think that was the downfall of Hannah B. Like, the way that she clams up. Yeah. Like, she would clam up all the time around Colton if they weren't, like, making out or laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She would, like, get into this She's weird nervous. Like, yeah. Which is totally understandable, but I don't know. That was a little weird. Yeah, it wasn't good. So and he doesn't do a good job, like... Making people comfortable. Yeah, I've noticed he's so bad at making people feel comfortable, and he's so bad at answering, like, how are you feeling, or are you okay? I feel like he's just so emotionally immature. Yeah. Well, he, like, behaves like an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... How old is he? 24, maybe? I think he's... He's gotta be older than 27. That. He's way in over his head. He is. So then she, they move on to the private, you know, airplane hangar dinner date, of course. Yes, love the Um, airplane hangar. As one does on The Bachelor, has dinner in an airplane hangar. So they sit down to dinner and she says, you know, I really think that I'm falling in love with you. And he says, I appreciate that. And then proceeds. He's 26, just to slide out. 26, okay, not bad. Well, he made her first define why she thought three weeks ago that she was falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after forcing her to He's say like, why it, did you say that? then he breaks it off in, like, yeah. the weirdest possible way. Yeah. Like, that was just bizarre. Rude. Yeah. All right, so that was rude. And, you know, I think we can all agree, week one we thought Hannah B was a psychotic, you know, pageant bitch. And tonight I kind of fell in love with her in the limo ride she said you know i'm not gonna stand for being mistreated i'm not gonna settle for any man that doesn't choose me first every single day 
Yeah, she... And shed one tear. It was almost like, not that she was, like, hated the way that Corinne was on Nick's season, but it was almost like that moment after Corinne got sent home on Nick's season. That was awesome. When she was crying in the limo and just literally won over the hearts of everyone watching. Like, yeah. I felt like that's how I felt about Hannah B tonight, because she literally said... I'm confused as to what you want. And that was the first thing she said to him, which is so... Just all of the other girls have been so immature in the way that they've left, and they've decided to put other people down. And I love that she didn't put anybody down. She put him down and just said, like, insulted him, but in the most kind possible way. Like, it was amazing. I loved that. Finessed it. Yeah. She finessed it. Hannah B with the finesse. All right, so let's jump right on over the train tracks to the four-on-one date. First Where notable to even begin. <laughs> first notable moment of the evening. I think they like got right in there. Like, hey, we're here's our date to a pile of chairs next to a train track. Oh my god, yes! Like this is gonna be turmoil. Heather just <laughs> is like, can I steal you for a sec? And just straight away is like. Hey, um, I don't want you to be my parents because I don't like you, and I'm gonna send myself home. That was, was like what a, sick, so incredible. How did she really say it though? She literally it said was basically she that. was smiling like this, and she goes, "So I don't feel like I can introduce you to my family because I'm not there with you. So basically, I'm not bringing home. I don't like you." So amazing because it was Whoa. so blunt, and it was like the way that you wished he would have broken up with everyone this season, but didn't have the balls to do. And this girl who just got kissed a week ago and looks like she's about yeah. 15 was she just got like, her first kiss I don't and she like got you, out. so I don't want you to meet my parents. And, That's like, awesome. that was basically what she said. What a yeah, pig, I was though. In the shower for that. She used him for her first kiss. I know. Got what she wanted. What she left him. And then the exit is my favorite part because they literally did a Polar Express exit. Like, she climbs on, you know, in the Polar Express, the part where the train's going off the tracks yeah. and the kids are like hanging on to the railing like she was in that part of a train that just started going backward down a track oh she literally had like one you know foot on the ground like normal standing and then one like heel kicked back up on the side of the train and and, like her hands like you know one arm like up on the train and one arm on the rail like goodbye cruel world <laughs> it was and colton incredible. we just saw the back of his head like looking on like oh man like neither of you cared about each other like it's totally annoying. i just loved the polar express exit like, that, that was, was so fire and you know that's why they chose that venue yeah just to do that as an exit <laughs> kaylee goes okay so are they just gonna send a girl on a train every time they get Kicked off. I wish every rose ceremony was just one by one putting them on a train that they were like going backwards away from the rose ceremony. <laughs> Goodbye, uh, Colton. Amazing. So then next up we have Cassie. And we didn't see any. See, Anna this G. is just where this Cassie bullshit, like, I don't think that she's totally in the wrong, but something about her attitude with the whole situation and Kerpa, like, I am just so turned off. Like, I was just, like, I felt like a guy sitting in a room full of, like, women yelling at each other, and I just wanted to, like, blow my fucking brains out. I honestly, uh, I don't, like, the energy from Kerpa seemed really calculated and bitchy, and the energy from Cassie seemed really caught off guard 
and genuine and maybe that's editing maybe it's because cassie was a liar and kerpa was calling her out maybe it's because kerpa was a liar and cassie was calling her out i don't fucking know but cassie seems like the genuine person in this situation i just think watching women a group of women fight with each other over like a guy who literally doesn't even know how to have sex yet i'm just like can we check ourselves here yeah like like fucking leave stay leave whatever but shut up i just wish that corinne would have like walked into that dinner party and been like ladies yeah wake up like it was ridiculous i don't know my vibe on this situation just feels like kerpa knew that taisha had grossly exaggerated the story yeah yeah. and then decided you know what at this point i'm just gonna go along with it and i think that's what happened and i'm glad that it bit her in the ass because that's not okay to do yeah she doubled down spoiler alert oh all right do we want to jump right on over to that's um the third was it a three-on-one yeah the three-on-one dinner date once heather left the dinner table yeah so they're at the dinner table, and right away, Colton's like, Hannah G, sweet, sweet, innocent flower, I'll get you out of this drama. Just go home, here's your rose. Goodbye. <laughs> Doesn't even get, like, a hey, what's up? We don't Just, even get to see also, a she didn't speak on this entire date. Yeah, she didn't. No, she doesn't have to. With those big eyes, they say it all. That little bush baby vibe. Oh, yeah. And so then we get a cut back to the house where the girls are all talking about this Cassie Kaylin drama and Kaylin says I'm not gonna be okay with it if Cassie gets sent home over some bullshit so Kaylin storms over to this haunted mansion wherever the fuck they are um and she storms in and she meets Colton in this like attic this was like spooky it was like a haunted house yeah. And she says something. It wasn't shown on camera. It was not shown on the show, but she says something. And I feel like that swayed Colton's decision. Whatever it was that she said, because he came back down and gave the rose to Cassie and Kirk. Why didn't we get to know what she said? I don't know. That's so weird. The reason. I think it'll be revealed later. My kind of just like feeling on it is that what Kaylin said was that that wasn't a conversation that ever happened. Tasha exaggerated. You should know the truth. And Colton's not stupid. I'm sure he realized that that's what was going on because he seemed genuinely confident in his decision and very happy. Yeah, yeah but now what's he going to do with Tasha? If he believes what the other ones are saying, then clearly he doesn't believe Tasha. That's why I think we'll hear what Kaylin said next week. Yeah, true. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, what we have to realize is the four girls that are still on this show are going to hometowns. Colton's going to meet their families next week, and he's going to ask all four of their fathers for their daughter's hand in marriage. So he feels strongly about all four of these women, and it's going to be a wild ride (gasps) next week. Yeah. Should we dive into the cucumber martini that is Vanderpump Rules. Yes, let's, let's get do it. it. Alright, so the ladies, we meet them back in Solving. Um, they're running around this wine country like 
some dirty, janky ass Bobo version of the Real Housewives Literally, of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like they are such Real Housewives in training, but like their training is done in a trailer park. Like they are so <laughs> bad. It's and everything. It's rough, and they spend half the episode in this goddamn toy shop. Yeah, what the fuck yeah. was that? I have no idea. They cut back to them in a toy shop like four or five times. Yeah, that was wild, and I was so over it. Yeah. And they were like, look at these chairs. They're little tiny chairs. Yeah. Look, there's plants. There's little tiny plants. Like, um, okay. My favorite part of this entire episode happened, I think, in the first five minutes, and it was... After they cut away from solving, they're back to Sir, and Jax is doing his job. And Peter's, like, genuinely shocked at the fact that Jax <laughs> yeah. is doing his job. And Jax finds out that James has been rehired to DJ at Pump. And Jax says, did Lisa and James bury a body in the desert together that, or yes. something? And that, that to me, was just the best quote of the entire season. Yeah, that, that, to was me, was great. as good as it's not about the pasta. Yeah. Was it as good as when Jax called James an elf on the shelf last week? <laughs> I think it was better. I think this was just better. Anytime Jax is just in when he's not pretending to be a good person and he's just freely talking shit, he is the funniest fucking person. He has the best one liners. He is yeah, he's he's fucking funny. So we go back to solving. This is like our third Then we're back to the toy shop. Third cut back to the toy shop. Like you figure after like one cut, like like, it's eight back women can't location. find something more interesting to well, do than be in a toy shop. Toy there was a makeup section. There was, like, a fine jewelry section. Like, diamonds. Well, and then I there was, like, care. Legos. I'd rather see them, like, on a fake run and just be standing in a field. Yeah. Like, I don't need you to be shopping for toys you're not buying. It was I bizarre. Mean, My favorite part about this, our fourth cut back to the toy <laughs> shop, was when Kristen... Starts saying that all of the other girls think it's funny to Talk make shit fun about of her. her. She goes, this is their whole shtick. It's yeah. the make fun of Christian shtick. Which, like, Christian, Kristen, that's not a shtick. You you're are a, a psychopath. Yeah. Your nickname is Crazy Kristen. Not because, like, you're crazy yeah. good at Scrabble. Like, it's because <laughs> you are an alcoholic with rage issues. Yeah, that yeah, she's a that was wild. wild. But I did like seeing her back in her natural habitat. I haven't seen her in a while. She starts doing the crazy hand motions where like <laughs> yeah. she, all her fingers are stuck together, like in her, you know, they stick yes. together, and she's like doing karate chop hand motions. She's in a floral romper. Her eyes are she's closed. She's drunk by noon. Like this is irrationally angry over something that doesn't even concern her. Like this is the Kristen <laughs> I love. This is the Kristen that brings storylines. I just. Yes. Like, yeah. It's the only reason that this show is still on. It is. And that's why they had to take a vacation to watch her freak out. Yeah. And also, oh, yeah. all of her body movements are like one of those inflatable stick yes. figures in front of a car dealership. Oh, I love that. Like, those just things. watching. I love those. Things. I could watch an hour of Kristen just drunk walking around. Yeah. And that would be entertaining <laughs> to me because she talks to herself. She acts yeah. like a psycho. She walks like a blow she up falls. thing. It's incredible. And she finally leaves this toy store. I don't blame her yeah. for leaving the fucking toy store. They've been in it for four and a half hours. Yeah, I would have probably had a meltdown, too. Um, so, whatever. Something happens. I don't remember. She full-on disappears. 
We cut back to the Tom Tom bar scene, which is just as dumb as you could expect. It's like giving, it's like giving a twelve year old a house. Yeah, it's just weird. I mean, people aren't putting up with the storyline, Lisa. I'm directing this comment to Lisa because she is an executive producer. But the whole storyline is like, okay, this bar is named Tom Tom. And when the namesakes of the bar, Tom and Tom, step anywhere near this bar, like, circus music plays in the background, and everyone's like, what are you two doing here? You stupid idiots. You're going to ruin everything. Get out. Like, it's it's called Tom Tom. If there's such horrible, awful morons, why the fuck? Like, why are you even doing this? It's just such a stupid storyline. Like, they are morons, and they shouldn't have a restaurant but you decided to give them a restaurant basically just to keep the show on the air. Yeah. Like, don't now, taunt them. Yeah, now just, like, let them pretend they own this They're restaurant. Like, oh, yeah. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. Baba. Oh. Oh, my God. sounds like, God. Lisa. <laughs> and then we cut back to Solvang, and for the first time of the episode, we're, like, 30 minutes in, and we're finally out of the toy shop. Finally. And we're yeah. at the restaurant, and Kristen has reappeared from the darkness in a producer van. Sorry, I'm late. Disrupting as an Uber. Yeah. I'm so glad, though, because it was so depressing. The dinner, I just saw a table full of Diet Coke cans. I was like, oh, I know. so this isn't going to be fun. It's like, where's the tequila? Where's, and then it yeah. wasn't fun. Basically, everyone just bitched. I don't even think there's anything good to talk about. I know. There was, no, there was no cocktails on the table, and then they were talking about, like, reasonable ways to get over issues. I was like, this is not fun. Here's yeah. the thing. The dinner was stupid. Lala took everyone on vacation to wine country, and then I mean, she doesn't drink, so it's like, yeah. You expect anyone to be like imbibing around you while this is your trip? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be like, that's too fucking awkward. Like, the dinner table I mean, vibe all was drinking. just off. The dinner table vibe was very off. Then we get to the boys at the Mondrian, and yeah, now we got some shit cooking. Carter dove immediately into talking shit about Kristen. Yeah. yeah, like so immediately. They go, oh, did you see all the girls' Snapchats? They're drinking champagne at 10 a.m. Who's going to be the first one to block out? They all look at Carter, and he's like, probably Kristen. But it was not in a humble way. It was like, fuck my girlfriend. Yeah. She's going to be miserable. Like, it was dark. Yeah. It yeah, got dark. He does quick. not like her. They don't and like then, each other, we found out. And then James gets the invite. Which I was shocked by. I think that was just the producers being like, every male cast member has to be present. He looks so yeah. awkward. Like, just like, I'm sober! Ha ha ha! Yeah. Pizza! We're celebrating my three and a half week sober mark in a bar! I was just so relieved when we finally left the table so Peter could find girls, and then Tom Sandoval does all the flirting for him. Yes, that was so awesome. Tom Sandoval finds, like, three hot young girls, is talking them up, they're all so into him, and he's like, hey, yeah, I've known, I've known, I've known Peter a long time, you know him? And they're like, "Mm, no. What kind of woman is into Tom Sandoval? Women that live in West Hollywood? Yeah. Gnarly. Women that like reality TV. <laughs> True. I guess I'd flirt with him if I ran into him too. Yeah. That was just, the whole thing was bizarre. The weirdest thing about it to me was the way that Jax was panicking because there were girls in the vicinity. 
Like, you're not a wild He was animal. having a seizure. Yeah, like, just control yourself. But the thing is, if he was panicking because he was like, holy shit, Brittany's gonna be so upset, that would have been okay. But that's not what he was panicking no. about. He was genuinely panicked because he was like, how am I not going, going to, to fuck them? them? Like, that is why he was panicking. It yeah. was bizarre. It was so bad. Yeah. And then, I kind of felt bad for him because he looked like he was going to explode. No, he yeah. did not look okay. Yeah, Bo goes, he looks like an addict. He's like, I'm sweating, man. I'm sweating. Yeah, Bo with the comment of the night saying that Jax looked like a reformed crack addict in a trap house. He like, really did because he just saw women. They weren't talking to him. They weren't flirting with yeah. him. He just saw women around alcohol and was like, fuck. My fiance is gonna break. None up of with those me. girls gave any indication they were even remotely Looking interested in him. Like I don't even think they introduced themselves to him, yeah. and he already was trying to figure out how he was going to keep himself from having sex with them. Yeah. Like it was so creepy. But he to is watch. so creepy and like charming that if he allowed himself to speak to them, I think that he would like charm them into bed and like fuck them. Like, I, I think he has but that then, like, Okay, Brittany, you've watched how many seasons of this show now? You know this about him. Why are you about to marry him? Yeah. What it, do you think is going to happen? I mean, she's about to marry him for their cheese business. We gotta make cheese their and cake. Their Cheese and bar. Cheese and Yeah, bar. she's, um, I don't know what she would do without Jax Taylor as a business partner. I mean, I can't imagine who might be a better business partner than Jax Taylor. <laughs> I oh. can't think of a single person, honestly. Um, so then guys' night gets a little more interesting. They bring the girls up back to the hotel room. Jax is bright red, sweating. Eyes, oh, like, he, he can't blink. Requesting conferences with Bo. Like, all the girls are just having fun and, like, taking shots. They're just being normal girls. They're not slutty. They're not creepy. They're just having fun with these guys. And Jax is... Having a brain aneurysm. He literally <laughs> looks like when you're watching a movie and someone's like, like Shooting quitting heroin, cold turkey, and yeah. they're like going through withdrawal. Like that's what Jax looks. It's like. It's like Requiem for a Dream. Oh like my god! Like when Jared yes. Leto shoots exactly. up, Jax is like. <gasps> it was honestly like I'm gonna have a nightmare about just Jax's reaction to being within 25 feet of like blondes. Yeah. He didn't blink. For the entire second half of the episode. It was horrific. I mean, I don't know what was going on there. And then then we get back to Solvang and Kristen's having her meltdown and that was as expected. She trips over a table. Everything's a nightmare. What was she upset about? Literally nothing. Nothing, I don't think. Well, the girls said, you know, she's covering up this whole... She's pretending like she's mad about the James thing. She's throwing a fit about that. But in actuality, she's just miserable with Carter, and they're miserable together. She pays for everything. He doesn't pay Uh rent. He doesn't pay any bills. He hates her. He's so mean to her. I was like, holy shit. Yes, this is when Stassi, like, I think forgot that she was on camera. Yeah. And just, like, quickly and very harshly spewed out terrible details about their relationship and then immediately jumped up out of her chair, put her hands up to her mouth as if a scared, like, as if she was a scared child and was like, 
oh my god, I did not mean to say that. Like, yeah. she genuinely like, that was like... That is not my place. That is not she my place. She genuinely was so upset that she said that. Yeah, that was bad. That, that was, was pretty bad. bad. I honestly think she forgot cameras were rolling. She, she totally probably I forgot. think she just was drunk and forgot about the cameras. I mean, they say that all the time. Like, these Vanderpump kids, like, they say all the time that they've been filming with the same people for seven years and they're like friends and they yeah. hang out so they forget that they're there with cameras yeah so they yeah that's why they do all this my favorite part shit. of that entire situation was just after all is said and done Kristen has stormed away the argument's over it gets quiet for like 30 to 45 seconds and lala just leans forward in her chair after not saying a word the entire time and goes that was so trashy End of episode. End of episode. And that, to me, was just the best way to end it. And also, Lala, what the fuck are you still doing on this show? Like, Also, Lala, she's not classing it up. what you were up to two years exactly. ago. Exactly. But I will say, she looked extremely cute. I loved the sneakers and her little satin dress. I like when she doesn't look like she is a go-go dancer in a nightclub in Hollywood. I love that too, though. She had light makeup going. I loved it. Granted, she's dating Randall Emmett, so, you know, she can afford to look like that, but I liked it. I'm not crazy about her look ever. I don't know. Bad execution. Tons of potential. Huge budget. Well, I think that's why I liked tonight's look so much, because I feel like tonight's look was the first time that I've seen one of her outfits and genuinely been like, you did that correctly. Like, she had the little, the really cute, like, patchwork Gucci bag, the Gucci sneaks with the patchwork, and just, like, a neutral-colored, long, silky, well-fitting dress, minimal makeup, natural hair. Like, this is the only time she's done something right in my eyes as far as an outfit is concerned. I like her style. I think her style's cute. I I think she does, like, a lot of, like, like you were saying, like minimal stuff with like a fun statement. Like she'll do something basic and like subdued with like a huge hoop earring or like a crazy shoe. I think she's fun. I like her style. Yeah, she's definitely out there. But tonight did it for me. The, the that was so trashy comment and the outfit really just did it for me. For I like how she's like punctuating the episodes now. Like, yeah, a couple weeks ago it was like. Sorry, I called you a twat. You're welcome. End of episode. Yeah. And then this week is like, that was so trashy. End of episode. I think they're kind of moving. If Lala is going to continue doing the show, starting her new life with Randall, I think the show's kind of moving more toward, like, Lala being, like, the voice rather than Stassi. Yeah. Because Stassi's always been, like, the voice, and now I feel like it's very centered around Lala. Yeah. Because all the trips used to be, like, Stassi's birthday trip, where Stassi wanted to go here, and now it's, like, Lala's taking everyone here. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of like. I honestly, yeah, I love Lala, and I love Stassi, but I feel like Lala... Has the potential in, like, three or four years to be, or three or four seasons to be, like, a real housewife of Beverly Hills. She does. And I think that she knows that, and I think that's why we're seeing this massive change in Lala. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so refreshing, like, reformed Lala, if you will, is so refreshing next to all the other cast members of Vanderpump right now. Because they're all either, like, like Olivia was saying, they're, like, Stassi, they're out of energy, it's old. Or they're, like, Kristen, who's, like, so annoying. (laughs) Or Ariana, who's just, like, a little curmudgeon with Katie. And then you have Lala, who's, like, a normal fucking person. She's funny. She has a great personality. Like, 
Yeah. I think it's, I think she is refreshing amongst the other cast members. I agree. She's like she's a real an interesting person. perspective. Yeah. Because she's in a totally different, like, place in life than the rest of them, but not, like, in, like, a snotty way. I think it's just, like, I want to watch them all mature, and Lala's the only one that we've seen mature. All of the I other ones Stassi. are basically I think Stassi's matured. Stassi's but matured. But it's just made her boring. Like, she's exactly. like, okay, yeah. I don't want to be on this fucking show anymore. I have this, like, boyfriend I want to, like, get yeah. married to and have kids with and leave me alone. Yeah. It's, I don't know. We'll see what happens after this season. True. Yeah, what are they going to do for work if not this show? Sell tea and teeth whiners. Beyond podcasts. Oh, yeah, you're right. Stassi writes books. True. That I'm sure are a nightmare to read, but she writes it. <laughs> so. But she writes them nonetheless. Alright, guys. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you feel like getting new episodes delivered straight to your phone every week. Subscribe whether you feel like it or not. Subscribe because we told you to. Don't forget to leave us a <laughs> review and rate us five out of five stars on iTunes and follow us at Broadcast the Podcast on Instagram. Thanks guys. Have an amazing Bye.